G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 170 of the Outback Mine podcast. Appreciate you joining in once again. Thank you very, very much for all the messages I've been getting lately from people that are listening and uh, um, sharing the podcast and yeah there's there's a lot of followers uh, now it's about 45,000 I think and um, that's that's amazing you know so for a little uh, little place like Agnes Water to be able to sort of produce a podcast that's going out to um, uh, all parts of Australia and some parts of the world it's uh, it's awesome so um, you really appreciate you listening and your support now really uh, grateful to have Gus Warland along with me today Gus is a well-known, uh, was a well-known TV radio presenter, been um, uh, doing some wonderful work uh, over the last few years with regards to men's health. Um, that's why I'm really keen to talk to Gus today about you know, what he's doing, the programs he's running, um, you know, the education he's being able to provide people with regards to being a bit more conscious and self-aware so we can uh, start to be a bit more proactive uh, with the way that we um, see life, uh, I suppose, moving forward as men. You know, we're, we're not just here to support the economy. Uh, we're, we're here to really thrive, you know, and uh, our jobs are one thing, but certainly it's not our identity at the end of the day. And uh, Gus and I are going to talk pretty much uh, around that, but also around uh, how to keep ourselves mentally fit and well and um, you know, all uh, things in between. So I'm sure you're going to really enjoy our chat. Um, if you do have something in your life and you're struggling a little bit um, with making some changes, I really encourage you to check out The Real Shift, um, Mick and Amy Stooth that support the podcast. They provide a, a nine-week deep dive program. So uh, they've got a, another one starting uh, in June next month and um, they run them regularly. So if uh, you're keen to make some changes and you wanna, you wanna try and live to your potential and your best self, I really encourage you to uh, check out their website. So it's therealshift.com and you can go forward slash, uh, forward slash deep dive. Uh, if you mention the Outback Mind podcast, you'll get a discount uh, on the next call. So um, great investment. Um, you know, anything we can do to support our well-being and help us uh, as individuals makes a huge uh, a huge difference to our lives and also helps uh, everyone else around them because or around us because we're better people and uh, we're more happier, healthier and uh, a little more connected, I guess, uh, which is really important. So I'm sure you're, um, you're going to enjoy what they do. Just jump on the website, therealshift.com and have a look. All right, appreciate your feedback with this uh, chat with Gus and I. Um, it's going to be a good one. G'day, Gus. G'day, Aaron. How are you, mate? Very well, thank you. Um, really, really grateful to have a chat to you. You know, not so much uh, uh, for the work you've done previously within media and all that type of stuff, but, you know, for the work you've been doing in men's uh, health and all the, uh, you know, the, the importance around that, I guess, mate, it's, uh, it's amazing to see what you were doing. I was, un- I was actually really unaware until I jumped on the website um, uh, over the last day or so and, and looked at um, some of the stuff you've been doing and, and how proactive you've been, mate, and uh, I really need to congratulate you for that. Oh, thanks, Aaron. I appreciate it, mate. Well, sort of pretty much since the Man Up program and then obviously starting Gotcha for Life, it's sort of, it's not work, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's literally what I want to do. It's my main passion and I do the other stuff to pay the bills so I can really focus in on what you know and I know is a, mm-hmm. a real problem in this country. 
Agree, mate. You know, we we um, we have a, a really powerful men's circle here, and we were talking the other other night. Um, you know, with a, with a group of guys and, and, and all different uh, all different backgrounds, personalities, that type of thing. Um, but pretty much, we understood that we're all empaths in many ways, and mm. um, you know, we actually we actually realised that a lot of us have actually prostituted ourselves with regards to doing things we don't want to do with our lives, and that sort of can affect our. <laughs> mental health oh look there's no doubt that just you know trying to live up to a stereotype or trying to live up to the way that people expect us to live or the old-fashioned way of doing stuff is Mm. has really knocked blokes around in particular but not only blokes i mean my journey started very much about blokes because of the friend that i lost and the man up program was really challenging masculinity and why we lose so many blokes but Mm. it soon worked out within a couple of years that it's not it's not a men's issue as much as it's a human issue mm. and it's not just an aussie issue it's a worldwide issue so there's a lot of us going through a lot of stuff at the moment that we need to change the rules on so we don't keep suffering that way yeah mate well said it's interesting you know i, I think being a human uh everything is, is is laid out for us as it's meant to but we're just denaturing ourselves and we're being denatured consistently like you know when we sort of Come into the world the first five or six years is pretty pretty good and pure and honest but i think the education system sort of takes us away from our alignment in many ways and sort of gives us to support the economy and doesn't really give us the tools to uh do what it is that actually makes us flourish and thrive and i reckon the more people we can encourage to explore that then i i guess having purpose is is so important for a for a young man but also a man in general yeah totally you know purpose is absolutely key and a lot of people get it early, but a lot of people don't find it until the end of their 50s when they've already had sort of their first life, if you like. There's a book that I've been reading called The Second Mountain, mm. and it's all about, you know, finding your actual purpose after you've already had a complete sort of deal yourself, if you know what I mean, you know? Mm. You've already had one run at it, and then all of a sudden you find your second mountain, you find the thing that's super, super important. So um, we'd love to get that second mountain a bit earlier for most of us, I reckon. Yeah, it's really interesting. I was unaware of that, but this is something that, that, that I talk about regularly and, um, uh, you know, it's never too late for us to actually find um, our, our, our truth and our purpose. And, geez, mate, you, you think about it with relationships, uh, for example, like we're just sort of doing what we're told. We're, we're sort of following, um, you know, the pathways of our parents and grandparents. And, you know, a lot of us sort of, um, you know, marry someone, for example, and, you um, and it doesn't work because you know we don't know ourselves well enough and um it's the same with work i guess you know where we're doing things just to 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 serve a purpose or a cause but really it's not actually helping our higher selves and our real purpose and you know you talk about the second coming or the second mountain it's the same with with marriage like geez how many of us um have had more than one uh relationship marriage whatever and uh sort of have to really find ourselves before we can say we love you to someone else we first must understand we love ourselves i guess yeah well the thing is we never give ourselves that opportunity to actually fall in love with ourselves or understand ourselves or Mm. understand what we truly need that's absolutely for sure again it's another stereotype that we just follow and you know to a lot of people's detriment because you know over 50 percent of relationships end up failing and a lot of blokes that i talk to Aaron are blokes who now can't see their children, the people that fell in love and, you know, made those vows to each other, looked at each other in the eyes and said they loved each other are literally picking each other's 
um, eyes out over the smallest little detail just to get a bit of one-upmanship on each other. Yeah. It's really, really sad. Yeah, yeah. Well said, mate. It, it is. And, you know, uh, like, I, I just believe if we can do things that keep us grounded and balanced uh, as individuals, um, you know, we're content within ourselves and, and that can really help uh, our relationships. But, geez, I know my own journey, mate, I was... I was working a lot, trying to earn more money just to, to give myself that temporary happiness, but really I hadn't sorted myself out inside. And, um, you, you know, although the, the family unit was functioning well, um, you know, financially and all that type of thing, um, I was miserable, you know, I really was. I was, I was working long hours, I was, um, I was stressed, not sleeping, drinking, because, you know, I felt uh, out of whack and... Um, my story is, is, is very common, you know. <laughs> it's very, very common for, for the average male out there. And, you know, I just think, well, my, 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 my journey sort of since then um, has been to make sure that I spend, you know, invest time into my well-being every day, you know, to make sure that I keep myself uh, contained and, and grounded. And um, they're the sorts of skills, you know, that I know that have worked for me. And, you know, I'd like to be able to help more others with that. But, um yeah, we just get swept away with the consumerism and, um, you know, sort of looking outside ourselves for happiness. But I just think if we can invest a little bit in, in our own time, um, then all the happiness is really with inside us. Would you agree? Well, the problem with that, Aaron, is that we still see working on ourselves as selfish. We see working on ourselves as that's something that girls do. Mm. We see that as something that is just, you know, a little bit over the top. We've got to be either working on... Um, other people or ourselves in terms of trying to jump up the corporate ladder or trying to get material stuff, but we don't actually just sit and have a moment where we actually get to know ourselves a little bit and what actually makes us tick. And mm. things like meditation is looked upon still as this heebie-jeebie type stuff that other hippies and stuff do, where in <laughs> fact, if you look around the world, more and more people are actually doing that type of stuff now because they realise how important it is. But it hasn't quite got to us yet. We're still very much sort of work, 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 and then drink, gamble, drink, gamble, um, and then go back to work again, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of destruction that comes with that sort of lifestyle. Mm, well said again. And, and once we realise that that's what they want us to do, um, you know, we, we can actually be aware we, we need to make these changes. And having time to, to, to settle the mind is really important for a, for a man, you know. Um, meditation is tricky because our mind's always on uh, primarily, but just to be able to give your mind a rest I think is really important. And, and I'll often talk to guys about it and, you know, what is it that makes them feel calm? And usually it's fishing or, or whatever, but you know, being able to access that stillness every day and that sense of calm is, is really important and sort of getting out of the head back into the heart again. And I think... Once you can connect more with that, then you get back to the little boy and uh, and the, the real truth, and then the real answers start to come. Well, the, 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 thing with, the, the thing with that is, yeah, meditation can be fishing for someone. It can be walking, can be running. It could be exercising for other people. So it doesn't need to be meditation as such. But you're, you're absolutely right. You've got to find that within yourself, and then you've got to believe that you can give yourself some time, and it shouldn't be a treat. Mm. shouldn't be something that you ask permission for. It should just be something that's a part of your life because that's what you need to do. And, again, it comes around to relationships and, you know, one partner seeing that as a treat and, oh, you're off doing that, then there's a guilt trip that goes with that. There's a, there's a lot of stuff packed up in that type of thing that mm. some blokes carry because of their partner 
and other blokes, because they've got a partner that's more supportive or see things differently, sees that as something. I'm about to head off for a, for a three-day weekend with three of my mates. I do it every three months, and my wife absolutely wants me to go. She helps <laughs> pack my bag. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I'll be a better person when I come back. I'll be a better dad. I'll be better founder. I'll be a better husband. I'm just so much more balanced after I'm back with a bit of time with my boys. But when I talk about that with a whole lot of blokes that I talk to, they're just so wide-eyed. They're like, what do you mean you get to go four times a year mm. away with the boys for three days? And they're just like, there's just no way that I could get that over the line. And, you know, we've got to change that sort of way of doing things. And it's not like the blokes need to go away. Um, everyone needs to go away. So if the bloke goes away, then the following weekend... The missus goes away or the girlfriend goes away and we should be helping all of ourselves having a bit of a break from in inverted commas normal life because that'll give us that little break that we need to re-energize and, and reset mm, absolutely mate yeah it's the thing the attachment can cause suffering can't it but if you can sort of learn to let go then uh then you, you sort of, you know, you get that sort of sense of self back and, and the freedom again. And, um, yeah, it's tremendous to hear uh, that you're doing that and, uh, and your wife's really supportive of that too because, yeah, sometimes uh, we have a bit of a what's in it for me type mentality and if, uh, you know, one's doing more than the other, then we can sort of get, um, we can get a little bit jealous and thrown out of whack. But if you've got a relationship where, you know, you're supportive of each other, uh, I think that's the foundation for a, for a great relationship primarily and, you um, it's interesting, mate. Um, what do you usually do when you go away for those three days? Yeah, so we basically get up there Friday sort of lunchtime-ish and then we just sort of sit around a lot. We normally pour a glass of scotch and we'll sit around and just chat about, you know, what's been going on because we keep up with WhatsApp. We keep up a little bit. I see one of the guys more regularly than the other two, but and normally if you just sit there long enough, there's, you know, the banter is awesome and then eventually someone will go hey i wouldn't mind talking about this yeah and we've built a really safe space over the last uh, we've been together for over 50 years but the last five or six years in particular we've been we've found a really safe place to have conversations and someone will chat and then we'll find some sort of sport to play whether it's table tennis or play a bit of bullet or play a bit of croquet golf or we play He's out in the paddock so we play paddock golf like <laughs> you've got to hit that you've got to hit that tree you know that's the that's the whole sort of thing. So it's not too uh, thought thought out, but it's just something to do as we're chatting, you know, and then we'll look at what's on sport over the weekend. We'll go, right, we don't want to miss that game. We don't want to miss that game. And, and then we'll basically cook heaps of barbecues in and around chatting and in and around watching sport. It's not too complicated. And um, it's just a chance just to... I suppose just completely reset and re-energize yeah awesome mate so so good to hear with regards to the gaps in between those three months what are you doing to look after yourself individually so i i'm an early riser i did breakfast radio on triple m down here in sydney for about 11 years so i've been used to sort of getting up at 3 30. i don't do that anymore but i'm up at 5 30 and i'm at the gym before six mm -hmm. and then um, have a cup of coffee with one of my mates that I go to the gym with. So by the time I do that, it's about 7.30, quarter to eight. And then I start my um, day with the foundation mm -hmm. and I do that through to mid-afternoon. And um, now I do the drive show on Triple M. So I'm in there about three o'clock and I do that. We set the show up three to four. We do the show four to six and then I drive home and that's when I normally start my sort of debrief. I have a chat to a couple of mates or I just listen to the radio or listen to some music 
or a podcast. And by the time I'm home at about seven o'clock, you know, we've got three teenage kids. They've all got partners. Someone's cooked a meal, and we we try to sit down and have a feed, and you know, try to have the conversation go there by asking, you know, what what's one thing that you're grateful for mm. today? Um, and that you know started off with, oh, Dad, what do we have to do that for? You know, and and eventually it's sort of part of what we do now. And and then a little bit of telly, and then bed because I'm up early again. So I keep it pretty simple on the weekends. Very much watching sport, my kids' sport, either netball or, or soccer, and then um, watching a bit of professional sport, which I, of course, I call that research because I need to talk about it the following week. So um, I've got a very understanding wife, very understanding kids who know the type of work that I do. And with the gotcha stuff, it's super emotional. I get about a thousand messages a day from blokes who are asking different questions or asking for a bit of help and support. So. I get, I get stuck into that at some stage as well to make sure I get back to as many of those people as possible. So, mm. um, Aaron's pretty busy. There's no doubt about that. Mm, yeah, you've got plenty on, mate, but it's important. And, and there's one good thing that you said there about having time, you know, in the gym, I suppose, to, to check in with yourself and, um, <clears throat> you know, have that time to, uh, to, to just, you know, utilise your body to help your mind settle and so you can find some, some stillness uh, and peace within yourself. And, I always talk to guys about having bookends, so something to start your day, um, you know, that, that balances you and also something uh, to finish your day which calms you down, you know. Um, we're really stimulated, aren't we, in modern society? Like, you might be you might be sort of going all day, then you get home and then you're sort of on a device until the time you go to bed and your mind never really has a rest. But um, just having time to uh, to come back home again, I think, is, you know, really important and, and settle and... Our bodies are smarter than us, you know. If our nervous system's working well and, and optimally, then, then we're going to be okay. But if we're out of whack and rhythm, then um, it can make uh, sleep challenging and, um, you know, our, our physical and mental health um, are challenging as well to be able to maintain that. Yeah, look, absolutely. And that's that's half the battle, I suppose, for a lot of, lot of people that might be listening to this podcast going, well, you know, I don't have that time. I can't make that time. And there's a lot of time spent um, sort of trying to work out why you can't do things rather than doing something. So there's to be something in your life you can change or something in your life you can do, even if it is just having a walk around the block after dinner or doing something different just to start the ball rolling to do something different. Because as I talk to a lot of blokes, you know, if you continue to do the same thing over and over again, well, of course, you're going to get the same results over and over again. So at some stage, we need to do something a little bit different and it doesn't have to be the biggest change in the world it can just be subtle little changes but doing it consistently is the key yeah that's right and little circuit breakers that can make a big difference you know so instead of having a cup of coffee having a cup of tea or or whatever you know if you're, you're doing too much of one thing and you're noticing uh, your body's reacting then making a change or yeah just just getting out of the house going for a walk um, doing something where you're, you're connecting with yourself, I think, is really important. Um, you know, because yeah, we're outsourcing ourselves a lot, Gus. You know, our minds are sort of uh, out with other things and on other other matters in the past, the future, and that uh, you know too too often. So um, yeah, just just little self care things throughout the day, I think, are really important. And and you're right, mate. It's sad to hear the excuse of not having enough time. You know that that is cancerous in itself primarily you know because it just goes from one to the other and then you're looking outside yourself for for pleasure but um yeah i just think that's that's the cause of a lot of 
problems, um, you know, disease, physical and mental disease, but also you know, marriage problems and, uh, and just discontentment uh, within oneself, you know, if uh, we just don't have uh, time for ourselves, you know, um, we've just been programmed to think that we're flat out all the time, but really, I just think we've got to start to um, have, find, find time and, and tools and solutions to be able to keep us, um, you know, well, because, uh, yeah, mate, uh, society's changed. You're, you're probably a similar age to me. Like, life was a lot simpler when we were younger, but now it's, um, it's constantly uh, trying to attract us to um, disconnect from ourselves and spend money and all those sorts of things. So I, I just think it's, it's really important for us to, uh, to uh, be aware of that and start to, uh, to do some things which can uh, help us you know, thrive uh, rather than sort of just survive, I guess. Well, that's the thing, Aaron. We have to sort of unlearn a lot of stuff before we then learn the good stuff. And that's why it gets a bit confusing for a lot of blokes in particular. Yeah. You know, and I understand that. Like, you know, when I talk about stuff, it, I've been doing it for five years, so it rolls off the tongue, but I understand it's a lot harder than that. So it's about doing little things and then finding what works for you and then making that little thing a little bit bigger and then eventually it becomes part of your life. But these things aren't easy to unlearn what it took to be a man and the rules that we had compared to what the rules could be now because I talk to a lot of young kids at school and I go guys this is your generation can make the change you guys know stuff you're better at this stuff than than, than your dad and you're better at this stuff than your granddad so mm-hmm. it's up to you now to build the new set of rules so this is your opportunity to go you know what we're not doing it that way anymore like the rules were set up as an example without mobile phones without social media they're a huge part of our life now yes, so yes. you know why don't we add that to the to the list and change a few rules around that so start looking at things as your opportunity to make things better for your generation yeah absolutely mate well said and um you know we 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 talk about that quite a bit uh, we also talk about you know being able to disrupt some of the trauma that's sort of come into us from the seven generations before, so the next seven generations could be better. You know, a lot of our, a lot of our parents and grandparents and that have either been involved with war or been, um, been, um, you know, uh, succumbed to uh, to that sort of uh, really rugged period of depression and so forth back in the, you know, or last century and, and beyond. And a lot of that sort of gets, you know, trapped into our own uh, lives. You know, so being able to sort of disconnect from that, I think, is really important. But you're right, the generation that we're in now has never been seen before. You know, we've got, we've had, we've got access to all the things that uh, we've never had access to. You know, we take lots of things for granted, but I just think if we can start to, um, yeah, really uh, appreciate the opportunity we've all got before us and be able to be connected to the potential that we've all got before us, then we can make significant change with our own lives, but also the, the lives of our kids and everyone else around us. Yeah, exactly. It's by leading by example, leading with a bit of vulnerability as well. Like I talked to a whole lot of miners yesterday. It was a really, really beautiful conversation. But just under the surface, these really tough, masculine, what you'd say, old-fashioned men of Australia, you know, they're really struggling. You know, there's moments there where they were in tears. There was times where you could tell how vulnerable they all were. And it was like I'd given them permission to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And... People say, oh, blokes don't talk. Well, we don't talk unless we feel safe. But if you build build a safe environment to chat, the blokes will talk to the cows come home. Boys will talk to the cows come home. Teenage boys will talk to the cows come home. So it's about building that safe space to be able to have these conversations. And the more you have of them, the more mentally fit you become. The more mentally fit you become, the more emotional muscle you have. And then you can actually 
make a bit of change. You can actually hang in those moments a little bit longer and, and actually find the change that you need to realise that you're not going to lose your balls if you have a conversation outside of banter and, and sport. Yes, that's right. And that, that, that gets back to what you were saying before because a lot of those behavioural patterns were dad's behavioural patterns and so yeah. forth because, you know, that's the way it's always been. But I think, yeah, now we've got a great opportunity to, to, to make those changes and good on you for, uh, for, for, for being able to hold space for those people to help them feel safe because really that's all we want as humans. We want to feel supported and safe and um, being able to contribute, you know, and a lot of those people in that industry primarily are there because it's paying them well, but, um, you know, they're, they're not really supported by the employer to actually, you know, uh, to open up about these sorts of things. It's really important that employers do more of that and be able to, you know, value the people that work for them. Would you agree? Oh, look, for sure. And I'm finding that change, Aaron. You know, I was down there because the HR department are looking outside of the box for things to help these guys and girls. And I'm loving the fact that people are doing that now. And it's not it's not that I've got the magic recipe or the, or the, or the, or the, or the magic thing. It's a whole suite of different things that HR should bring in because something that I did yesterday might resonate with you know, 40 of the 70 guys and another 30 guys going, well, that wasn't quite for me, but there might be something next week that works really well for those other 30 people. So it's about having a suite of stuff available that can help and that can offer up to your employees. And I definitely see more and more of people looking outside of the box and offering up different stuff. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's good, mate. The, the whole model has been reactive, hasn't it? You know, um, it's, uh, it's, it's systems-driven and, and process-driven, um, you know, uh, those functions. But if we can be proactive and give people the ability to, to do exactly what you did yesterday, uh, you know, and, and, and be able to sort of provide a, a transformational experience in the workplace rather than a transactional experience, I think that's where we've got to be uh, moving forward, you know. Um, just turning up to earn money and going home and feeling miserable is... Um, is not a great way to live, but I think if an employer, an employer can give you the opportunity to be able to feel engaged, uh, and you know the, the dollars don't really uh, matter that much. I guess people want to stay there; they want to be part of something which is making a contribution. Um, you know, this is where we sort of become disconnected. I think, uh, particularly in that industry, because it's paying well, but most people are there for themselves; they're not there for the greater good. At the end of the day. Look, I, 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 I feel people are becoming slightly kinder. I think the last couple of years has been uh, enough of a shock to everyone, especially people that have had you know, COVID areas. I know you've been um, out, up in areas which uh, haven't been affected as much, but I think everyone slowed down enough. Everyone worked from home enough. I think everyone found a podcast, a book, a a TV show, something just to give them a little bit of balance and to give them some answers for the type of stuff that life was throwing at them. And I think everyone is better now and more open to different things than they were before. So that's one positive that's come out of COVID. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And it's, it's made people sort of revalue what's, uh, what's important. The amount of well, you, you try and buy a caravan these days. It's um, it's not easy. <laughs> everyone's every, right. every, everyone's got them and they're up here driving around. You know, at the moment they're sort of thinking, well, shit, I've been, I've been uh, in a in a lifestyle which has um, not been uh, 
been that great for me uh, not to be able to do the things I want to do and, and this can really help um, you know have a reset and I think we are in a, a great moment of time now to have that reset uh, you know as men so I'm really grateful for you to come along and have this conversation with me and find time to do that because uh, mate uh, we're in this moment in time for a reason and uh, I just think um, yeah the more conversations we can have like this uh, that can reach people, um, you know, the better uh, equipped and aware people are within their own lives to be able to make changes and uh, and also, you know, improve their lives, not just for themselves, uh, but for everyone else around them. And I wanted to know, Gus, if people want to look at your work or connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, so all my social media, Gus, Gus Warland, W-O-R-L-A-N-D, they can look me up on all the, the normals, the Instagrams, the Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. But... Uh, in terms of the foundation's work as well, it's gotchaforlife.org. That's our website. So if people go there, they can see what we're trying to do and what really the basics of it is, Aaron, to keep it as simple as possible because I think there's way too much um, fluff around mental health. We call mm-hmm. it mental fitness yes. and we call it don't worry alone. Yeah. The most important thing is don't worry alone. Find someone to talk to about the stuff that's truly going on in your melon. And blokes in particular aren't very good at making good calls when we're just thinking about stuff just ourselves. Yeah. We're better to, yeah, whether it's professional, turn one of your mates into a friend, talk to a coach, a teacher, someone that you find that you trust and respect and you feel safe have a conversation so you're not worrying alone. That's really as simple as that. And we've got a whole lot of facilitators out there building emotional muscle and getting people mentally fit to get through life. So um, if you need us, if there's information you need, that's the best spot to go. Yeah, mate, awesome. Really, um, you're making such greater contribution um, to, to the world now doing this sort of stuff, you know, uh, than what you might have done um, in, in media possibly, you know. It's, it's reaching the the people at grassroots level, which uh, which is really important, mate, and um, you know having that that one on one contact and, and those connections is 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 really important. And um, yeah, I just yeah want to congratulate you for for what you've done and, and the best is yet to come, mate. So uh, strap yourself Thanks, in. Man. I think we've got a good uh, good few years ahead of us. I appreciate it, and yeah, no, well, that's I'm dedicating my life to it. So um, and I'm sure by the sounds that you're super passionate as well. So. Let's let's get in there. Let's get in there and do as much as we can and support as many people as we can. And there's other really good people in this area too. So let's all let's all work together to try to get people not worrying alone. Yeah. Cheers, mate.